What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning to another episode of Ramblin' Man Ramage. I don't know what episode this is. I, uh, 25, 26, 27, It's Thursday, Packs are 2 0. Got Josh Moser on the podcast today. Uh, we're going to talk about the Trevor Davis trade, uh, all, all the Packers stuff that's going on right now. A little talk about Eli Manning, you know what I mean? It's a great, uh, great chat, but I was extremely tired. I haven't slept all, uh, whatever. But, uh, so. Let's get into this thing. But if you're going to go get some tickets to a game, concert, whatever you're going to do, check out SeedGeek. If you've never used them before, you get $20 off your first order if you use promo code MATTRAMAGE. No space, all one word. So if you're going to go to get tickets anyways, save yourself some money. You know what I mean? Let's get right into this chat. Also, anybody who ordered uh, Bear Still Suck shirts, uh, there's a little bit, like, delay. It's taking a little bit longer than I thought it would. So uh, I'm going to get those out as soon as I get them. Hopefully, it'll, it'll be this week. I'll be shipping them out. But I appreciate everyone who bought one. I'm even going to stick some Bear Still Suck hats in a couple just for uh, since it took a little bit longer than I expected. All righty, let's get into this chat with Josh Moser. Go check him out the Mose Knows Instagram, Twitter. He's on Facebook, all that stuff. He's a Fox 11 sports director, so he's got all the all the good little news about the Green Bay Packers and, and other Wisconsin stuff, too. Enjoy the our little chit-chat. One, two, three, four. You're listening to the Rambling Matt Ramage podcast. Let's go! I am here with the one, the only, the Mose knows, Josh Moser. What's going on, man? Hey, man. Doing well. Glad, uh, glad to help you out here. About to hop on the podcast. Love it. Yeah, so, like, like some stuff just broke off just now with uh, Trevor Davis. Do you have, like, like the details, the scoop on that? Yeah, I actually talked to a Packers player, uh, and he said that Trevor did get traded. So Trevor is going to the Raiders, and there's a reporter in San Francisco that is saying that it is a sixth-round pick that the Packers will get in exchange for his services. But I remember talking to – Brian Goodikens, like back in April, like OTAs, he's like, hey, this is an open competition for this punt returner position. And they had a lot of guys that they brought in. And I mean, to move on from a draft pick like Davis, you know, six rounder, eh, you know, I mean, they were ready to certainly move on from him. But you've got to think about this long term as well. Davis was in his fourth year, so he was doing contract. Looks like they got a loaded wide receiver room, so they were probably not going to keep him after the season. So they like to project long term. So it's kind of like what they did with HaHa last year. They know, hey, he's going to be leaving here. Let's get something in exchange. Let's make a trade. And now they get a six-round pick reportedly in exchange for Trevor Davis. So what do you think is the the plan that a kicker can Because didn't they just sign someone? And uh... Yeah, this Tremont Smith is a second-year player. They got him from Kansas City. He's a burner, and he's also a defensive back. So that's really going to help out with the loss of Raven Green, and he he took he had a great return last year. Uh, you know he'll be back there in the mix, and also you got to remember Darius Shepard. We saw him during the preseason had the hamstring issue. He should be back this week. So you've got to think that between the two of those guys, they've got two guys that can return kicks. We've seen Tremont Williams return kicks. Jair Alexander can return kicks, but I mean, you obviously don't want to put your number one corner out there doing that. But they got some other guys, and they felt like they had enough depth in the wide receiver room that you know. Basically, Trevor was only going to be doing punt and kick returns. But as I said, you know, in the final year of his contract, they were probably going to let him walk out the door. Here's an opportunity where they've got depth behind him and get something in exchange to move forward in the future. 
Uh, yeah, I, I, I was actually kind of surprised by it, but uh, um, I don't know. I don't know a lot anyways. So, so like, we're, the Packers are 2-0. Like, things are, like, really looking good. This defense has happened. The offense struggled a little bit. What do you think of, like, when you look at, at, at this team as a whole? How, how good are they? I think it's too early to tell. And, I mean, you remember, you know, they're playing the Broncos this week. You go back a few years ago, I believe it was season 2015, they were playing at Denver. Both teams were 6-0. and Broncos went on to win the Super Bowl. So 2-0 and is great. You've got two divisional wins. You always talk about the importance of divisional wins, especially when you get closer to playoffs. You obviously want to win the division. And then from there, you know, you've really got to stay healthy. That's going to be the biggest key. But you've really got to like the defense, the improvements, 19 points in two games. I think it's the lowest point total in the first two weeks of the season since something like 01 or 03. I want to say it's 03, so, you know, more than 15 years. But, I mean, the Smiths are phenomenal. Adrian Amos in the back really changes things. It allows Blake Martinez to do so many more things. Like Kenny Clark needs to be resigned immediately. They spent a first-round pick on him. I know he got rid of his agent because he wants to get a long-term deal done. They move on from Mike Daniels. I mean, no one's even really talking about Mike Daniels. He was the leader on this defense, and they're doing really well without him. So that kind of shows you what they've got on that side of the ball. And then offensively, you know, they had one good quarter, I mean, realistically, and that's been it. So you'd love to see some consistency and but it's hard when you go up against the number one defense from last year, probably a top five defense last year in the Vikings, and you've seen premier pass rushers. You got two more coming this week with Chubb and Von Miller from Denver. So to get those two wins, especially early on here, is big, especially that one on the road. And now they've got an opportunity to go three and zero, and then on a short week with the Eagles when you're at home on a Thursday night game, you know that's really tough for the opposition. So you you'd like to get them. That game as well, Sean Jackson's dealing with the oblique injury. So if, if DJ doesn't play, Alshon Jeffries banged up. Carson Wentz's uh, targets are, are kind of limited. So you think they can maybe start 4-0, and that would put them in really good shape moving forward. Yeah, I agree. And, like, this defense is, like, I've never been, like, more excited about a defense. Like, I rarely have to kick my dog anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, people. I don't kick my dog. <laughs> I don't that, that's a different story, right? Yeah, <laughs> no, but it, it's funny because I don't. I never trusted the the defense, and it was always the offense that you know had to carry everything. And now the defense is like really handling their thing, and the offense is struggling. But I, I do think that that's going to come back. I mean, slowly through the weeks, and and it's nice that because like I was saying to people because they're like, oh, they only scored whatever points in the first quarter, but. That's what a, a really good team does. Their defense, with, like the Patriots, a lot of those years, their defense doesn't bail on them. You know, sometimes the defense wins the games. Totally. I mean, the stat everyone likes to throw around around here is the last time the Packers had a top 10 defense, they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, yeah, you're right. You need someone in the fourth quarter that's going to be able to stop the opposition. And, you know, Darius Smith is, is a phenomenal player. And, just the energy in the locker room was talking about Blake Martinez today, and he's like, this is the best defense I've been on. And, you know, Kenny Clark chimed in that it's like, these guys really like each other. They really enjoy each other's company. They do stuff after practice, off the field, and they're friends, and they're, they're able to talk to each other about a lot of things other than football. And they're saying that because of those relationships and the chemistry in the locker room, they said it's really starting to translate to the field. And you see that. And, I mean, when you're in a lot of locker room, 
Adams. That is the secret sauce. Like these guys have to like each other because 16, 17 weeks plus playoffs of just banging bodies. It's, it's mental at that point. And you want to know that, you know, the guy next to you is doing everything he can, that he's going to, you know, just say, you know, fight for his brother. And, uh, yeah, it looks like they've got that here early just with the mentality on defense. And, you know, as someone that's covered this team now, this is my fifth season, you know, we haven't seen anything like this in, in a long time. Yeah, that, that, I was thinking that today. I was saying that uh, all the great defenses are like that. Like, they get along. They're, they're off, you know, hanging out outside. That you can just tell in the press conferences when they're goofing off with each other. Like all like the, the Ravens back when when they were good, the Seahawks defense back when they were good, there was just so much chatter and just so much you know all like together like defenses like we've that we've had in the past we haven't had that they it didn't seem like they were all having fun because they weren't very good. Exactly, and you know it's tough. You know everyone, you know it's an offensive team. You've got Aaron Rodgers, you had Jordan Nelson, you had. You still had Devontae Adams, you had Donald Driver, Greg Jennings. I mean, all you know, all the focus was on the offense, and it's really turning into a defensive team here in Green Bay. And you know, the old cliche, defense wins championships, and this is something that hasn't been around Green Bay in a long time, and it's got a lot of people excited. But uh, I know he's kind of a newer player on the team, but Raven Green, I mean, that's a big loss just because of his ability and what he does, kind of in that hybrid safety linebacker role. You know, Blake Martinez has had to deal with a lot of people next to him just as far as continuity. So he's a big loss. So uh, curious to see what the matchups are going to look like here moving forward. But again, you've got a lot of pieces. You've got a lot of depth on this team. And uh, that locker room chemistry is great. I know people want Jalen Ramsey. Bring on Jalen Ramsey. You know, it's mm. got a really good group in the locker room. Right yeah, now. I agree. I don't necessarily know if you, if you need to bring that in into the locker room. No, I think that what they have is working. I don't think you'd bring someone that potentially could be an issue or whatever. And and no, and the whole money thing. There's a whole lot of other things that go into it. But yeah, when your defense is clicking like this, I don't think you would want to add something if you unless you have to. Yeah, and, and there's something to be said about you know this is Mike Patton's second year, and when you're in a system, I mean, good good players are going to be great. I mean, great players are going to be good anywhere they go. You know, but when you've been here, you've got some guys on the practice squad. It's there's a familiarity with being in the room, being at Lambeau, you know, that allows you to play a lot better on Sundays as rudimentary as that sounds. So I, I'd be very curious to see if, if they make a big move by that, like that, but I mean, it's got to make sense. I'd be curious to see what they would give up. And as you said, that's a lot of cap money as well. Yeah. It, it, it's a whole big thing. So a lot of people have, have, have been talking about this, about uh, getting Lambeau louder. Like, I, I'm going to the game this week, but I haven't been to one. It, last week, it seemed louder than, like, like years past. Like, not ever, but, you know, but, like, louder than average. So, could you hear that there? Like, were we louder than this, this season than last? Yeah, and I talked to the players about this, too. And, uh, you know, they said they felt a big difference. Uh, Blake Martinez, especially, and he's like, uh, the videos with Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith on third down when they flash up on the big screen to get loud, uh, they could hear it on the field, and... I, I remember speaking on Facebook, there was a, a woman and she was saying there was a person in her section that was just riling everybody up and trying to get these 50 and 70 year old men to stand up saying, get up, you know, it's third down. And <laughs> these people are looking at them like, it's crazy. But like, it's a football game. You, you want to create that home field environment because you want to make it as tough on that opposing offense as you can. And I love it. I mean, you want 
the best atmosphere possible. And when you've got a team that's out on the field like the defense of the Packers have, when they know that they've got a fan base that's going to support them no matter what and they can really make a difference on the field, I mean, it changes things, just energy. I mean, as we talked about chemistry in the locker room, it's energy in the stadium, too. You can feel it. You can feed it off of it. It's real. I mean, even when I do my TV show at uh, the Green Bay Distillery, when there's 400 people in the audience and everyone's excited, it gets us excited up there on the stage and it makes for a better show. So it's the exact same thing with the players on the field. And they did a great job, the fan base did, in the opener, and I hope they keep it going all season long. Yeah, I think that... Like, because I've been here a lot, because I've been to a lot of games where people, like, they'll be like, sit down, sit down. So, I, what I think a lot of the problem, I wouldn't say the problem, but the reason that they're a little quieter than they could be is because a lot of the older, because all the season ticket people, a lot of them are, you know, yeah. older. And no, no disrespect to them, like, they have a right, you know, they, they, you know, they have season tickets. But I'm just saying, some of those guys are a little bit young, older, so they don't scream as much. I'll say that I completely agree. And, you know, there's something to be said about season tickets and legacy. Like, I have no control over that. Yeah. But if you rewind a few years back, there was an LSU-Wisconsin game at Lambeau Field. And it was the loudest game I have ever heard at Lambeau. It trumped every single Packers game I've ever been to. And there's just something about that college atmosphere. Oh, yeah. I've been to a game at Camp Randall. But that place is so much louder than Lambo. Granted, they got a lot more people there, but when, and, when Ellis, yeah. yeah, that's what you need. I mean, you need those young college kids that are, you know, up there, rah rah, and you know, want everyone to lose their voice. I mean, that's what you need. You want a raucous crowd, and as you mentioned, you know, there's a lot of older fans in the stadium. It's just different. It's not good or bad. It's just yeah. And as I said, I'm not trying to like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Talk smack to old pe- or older people, but uh, yeah, I, I get winded easily, so I try to. <laughs> Like control when I get loud, like in third downs, because I can't be loud the whole game because uh, I'm 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 not in shape. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, we gotta get you working out with the players. <laughs> get lean and mean. Yeah. That's what we need to do. We need to see a, a a fan training video so you can get your voice trained to yell for a full sixty minutes. Of <laughs> yeah, I'll work on that. But I uh, I wanted to ask you something not Packers related. Uh, e- Eli Manning, he got benched. What do, What do you think about that? I think it was a long time coming. Uh, you know, you get to a point where you've got to start looking at the future. You lose the first two games of the season. You know, you give Eli the chance. And, you know, Daniel Jones is the future. And you've got to start building to the future. Uh, I believe Eli's 38. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, uh, he's got to be somewhere like that. Yeah, so he's in his late 30s. I mean, he's been doing it at a great level. Super Bowl MVP. Uh, but at the same time... An incredible career. It should be a Hall of Fame career, uh, much like his Peyton Manning will be a Hall of Famer. But, you know, this is the, the business of the NFL. It's, it's, a, it's a short lifespan. It's rare that you see a quarterback like a Tom Brady, like a Drew Brees, like an Eli Manning out there Aaron Rodgers turning 36 in December to have that sustained success and all of that longevity. Uh, Philip Rivers would probably be another one to throw out there. Uh, it, it's just tough, and it's – from a fan perspective, it's hard to see, you know, because you think of Eli Manning and you still remember him for all of the great things that he's accomplished as a giant, I'm sure, within the organization. But you've got to win ball games, And if Daniel Jones gives you a better opportunity next week to win a ball game, he's got to be your guy. And, and that's just kind of the mentality. Um, 
So I, I think Eli understands the situation. I, I heard, you know, earlier today, he's just like, you know, hey, this, you know, I have no other option. This is it. You know, he had his chances to win. It didn't happen. It also kills him that Golden Tate's suspended for the first four games. Uh, Sterling Shepard, I believe, had a concussion yeah. this last week, so he didn't play. So uh, a tough, tough situation. But, you know, you wish, you know, Jones the best. That's why they went up and got him. Like, what was it, sixth overall, first quarterback taken? So um, Yeah, he was high. Yeah, so I mean, took him over Haskins, and uh, you know he's gonna have his chance. But I mean, you never know. I mean, he could be terrible, and then you could see Eli in week six. Yeah. You know, well, you, I was you just never know. I was on Twitter talking about it because I just kind of I think that they should ask him, "Do, do you want to be let go?" So you can go because there's so many teams that that need a quarterback. I think they really can't trade him because someone was saying his cap hit would be like insane. But if it was me, I would want to just let him go. So I got the young guy for sticking with this guy. This is like we don't want the you know the old vet hanging over his shoulder. And if Eli still wants to play, if he sits out this whole year on the bench, I mean I don't know if he'll play again. But. Well, I, I mean there's two ways to look at this. Uh, so there's that aspect where you're just like, hey, we're going to move on from you. But I think the other aspect too is depending on Eli's attitude, and, and I think he would be this way. It's like he has all this incredible experience, and he's been there, and he knows the ropes. Why not be, pass that on to your new guy? You've got to you know. He'll let him carry the baton, pass the torch, you know, whatever euphemism you want to use. But, I mean, he's got a wealth of knowledge, and to let him walk out of the building, I, I, I think that that would be a mistake. And I think, you know, they always talk about being a professional, and, and I think Eli will do that. And I think he's your best source. You know, I, I think he's just got to take on that mentor, coaching role, kind of what Ben Roethlisberger said he's going to do here in Pittsburgh. It's a little bit different because he's injured and can't play still being able to play yeah but uh i mean you look at some of the older quarterbacks around the league you know you've got um you know some of them that that have been starters journeyman quarterbacks that have this you know wealth of knowledge and i i think it would be doing manning a disservice to say just let him walk out the building and i think he deserves to retire a giant and uh I, I hope that he, he gets the respect uh, that I feel that he's earned because he's been a, you know, a, a great quarterback in this league for a very long time. Yeah, I, I just think that like, like if, if he wants to you know, do that and help out, cause I, which I think he would because he just seems like a nice guy or whatever. I'm sure he's going to help the kid. But I'm just saying like, if, if he wanted to leave, if I was the Giants, I would just let him. I, I, obviously, we don't know, but like behind closed doors. But Sure. But, like, realistically, like, what are your choices? Are you going to go to Jacksonville? Yeah, that, that's the thing. There's anyone that he went to is, like, you know, horrible. He might as well stay. He, he has a great legacy in uh, New York. Right. I mean, to, to be honest, I mean, I'm not a GM around the league. But, you know, as you said, you know, so you're taking on a lot of salary. And, you know, you've got these young players. You know, do you really want to go? You'd have to find a perfect situation. Um, you know, even – you could look at the Saints right now. I mean, is that a situation? You know, you've got Teddy Bridgewater who's been there. He's the highest paid backup. You know, you're going to take Manning over him? You know, he's been in the system. He's been there. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's an interesting situation, but uh, I, I think he, he stays where he's at. All right. All right. Uh, so, me and uh, the, I, don't, I don't know. People don't, don't know their uh, real names. So, you know, the, the Drew Cave, you know him, Frank Titletown. Me, yeah. we're going to the game this Sunday. We're going to thrash all over Lambeau Field. <laughs> so, uh, 
then you got inside the huddle on Monday. We're gonna me him. We're all going down there to see you. So hell yeah. This yeah, is gonna be a great football weekend. You know what? Yeah, they, the Packers have three games in eleven days. Uh, I used to work in Denver, so I covered the Broncos. I know this team pretty well. There's only a few guys though that are left from my time uh, in Denver, but you know you've got a great fan base that's gonna travel really well up here. We've got a post game show right afterwards, so we're gonna get you a lot of content. Then Monday we're hitting you with inside the huddle with James Jones. And then before you blink, it's Thursday Night Football. Carson Wentz is going to be here, and it's going to be a party between Eagles fans and Packers fans. I like the dichotomy between the two fan bases. I'm curious to see how they get along. And then, I mean, it's a fun, fun next week and a half here. And then with the possibilities to have the Packers go 4-0, I mean, yeah, uh, it, it, this is a great time to be in Green Bay. Plus, beautiful weather. Uh, no snow on the ground yet. We still got the sun out. It's it's going to be a great week and a half. Oh, for sure. You know, speaking of the Eagles, I actually went to an Eagles game. I don't know how many years. It was. I think it was the one where the Packers beat up on the Eagles pretty good. And the Eagles were actually a good team then. And uh, But I went and I was tailgating with Eagles fans. You know, we were all in the same area. And people started singing the Bears still suck. And then they are like, the Eagles fans were like all confused. Like, why are they crapping on the Bears and they're playing the Eagles? <laughs> I was oh, like, yeah. that's how much we hate the Bears. Every it. every game and but actually they were they're, they're basically like Packer fans, except maybe louder. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. It's it's gonna be a fun time and I mean I hate to say this, but I mean I think with if Sean Jackson can't play, if Alshon Jeffries banged up, and if Jared Sproles is still doing his thing back there, but I mean if, if this team is hurt a little bit, you know, that's a win on a Thursday night on short week and then you go into a little mini bye week here at four and I, I think uh, the Packers would be very, very happy. Yeah, you know, I, I think so too. I, I know I would. So on uh, inside the huddle, James Jones is, is is the next guest. Yeah, we got JJ coming back. It, it's gonna be a blast. I'm gonna bring, I'm wear my hoodie, and uh, it'll it'll be great. I'll I'll bring my hoodie. I always wear a hoodie though. So so inside the huddle for people who don't know, he's the host. It uh, it's every Monday, isn't it? It's at uh. What's the Green Bay Distillery at 5.30. It is free to come. We've got room for like 400 people. Uh, we've got guests throughout the year. Uh, Blake Martinez does the show. MVS does the show. Aaron Jones is going to do the show. we got James Jones back this week for like a Legend Series. Donald Driver will be back in November. Jordy Nelson's coming back in November. Uh, we should get Devontae back on the show here. He's been a longtime host. And it, it's a lot of fun. And, I mean, it's a great way for people that are listening. You know, you know the guys' names. You know the guys' numbers, but you don't really get to see their faces and kind of learn their personality. Uh, so this is a great opportunity to come up, meet them, you know, shake their hand, and, and see them and, and for a person and, and kind of find out who they are. Mason Crosby did the show with us last week. It was a blast. And uh, it, honestly, it, it's a great, great time, and it's free. So if anybody listening, come, $2 beers. It, it's a great time. Yeah, free is my favorite price. And uh, yes. yeah, I went last year. It, it's a blast. Me and the and the guys are going uh, this Monday. I'll bring my hoodie. I'll heckle you a little bit during the show. Is that all right? <laughs> That's perfect. Bring it. Hey, I, so are you going to hook up some good seats or what? Uh, I got you taken care of. Don't you worry. All right. Don't you worry. My man. <laughs> so everyone, go follow him. The Mo's knows Instagram, Twitter. He's on Facebook. I'm actually suspended from Facebook right now. I uh, I post those like Packer clips, like on Facebook a lot, and they uh, 
They suspended me. I, I've done that forever, though. And the, it said the NFL flagged my video. So Uh-oh. I don't think I'll post plays anymore because I got suspended for three days. They, they could take your account away for that. So, but I see everyone does it. I don't, I don't get it, but whatever. Yeah, you technically you're not allowed to post any NFL video. Um, you know, it just means that you're you got the attention of the NFL, man. You know, people watching your videos and they're upset that you're taking the clicks away from them. So, yeah, kudos to you. Yeah, <laughs> all right. But uh, now I'm just gonna stop. I'm just gonna like explain the plays. I was making a joke earlier. I was like, now let's make a video saying, and then Aaron Rodgers torched him for a touchdown. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, yeah, I can't wait to see it. No, but uh, I, I appreciate you coming on, man. Always. Giving us like the stuff I don't know because I'm a moron, <laughs> but so I really appreciate Not at it. All. Best Packers podcast, best fan base. I love how you connect people, and man, you're you're awesome. You got great funny videos. People relate to you. The players love you. The fans love you, and it's it's cool, man. This is what it's all about. It's just finding ways to relate the fan base and the players and the team, and you're doing a great job. And you know, just just be nice to all the people that come up, and you know, want pictures and autographs. <laughs> oh, I definitely would be. But uh, yeah, I appreciate it. I, I'm having an absolute blast doing this. Going to talk to people like you and the players and everybody, and uh, it, it's just so much fun. And you know, the, the podcast I get to do a Crabtree. I've had you know all the other guys on. It's great. Cool. Love it. Great stuff. So everyone, go go follow them, and uh, thanks for tuning in. One, two, three, four. You're listening to the Rambling Matt Ramage podcast. Let's go.